1: Fam, we have a new partner that you can support, Zoom care. The one Ooh. great thing we can take away from a pandemic is the ability to do more things from the comfort of our own homes. Mm. Nobody likes sitting in a doctor's office or even going to the doctor for that matter, but we all need to take care of ourselves. So what is video care? Video care is like a trip to the doctor just from your couch. You can see, hear, and chat with your doctor just like a traditional office visit. Get secure access to urgent primary and specialist care, including mental health. Video care is covered by most private insurers and usually with a uh, co-pay. Visit zoomcare.com to get started. That's zoomcare.com. There's nothing better than getting a diagnosis from your doc while sitting in your own living room. To help this partner out, uh Oh, yeah. To help this partner out, they need to see an increase in video visits from Colorado. So check them out today and see just how easy it is. ZoomCare.com for all the details you need.
0: Boom. Draft Pod here. Special Senior Bowl preview. We're all excited to do this, even though we have to approach the Senior Bowl voluntary zoom care kind of way, uh, our pre-roll and we are the draft pod. So of course we are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook. Great night for me. Um, Justin, you'd be proud of me. Three leg parlay college hoops. First two legs, easy breezy leg three Texas tech plus one. It's a push at the buzzer. So it's okay. I lose a little value, but I still make all my winnings for the first two legs of the parlay. It was beautiful. They're the presenting sponsor. So we're looking at the Senior Bowl from afar, just like you are. It's its 2021. We're still figuring this COVID shit out. It sucks, but it's okay. We're, we're here to get through it all together, and that's what really matters. And as an intro to the Senior Bowl, you know, we've been struggling for some fresh, some fresh draft content. Let's 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 face it here. Uh, not all the top guys were playing. It's been a minute since the college football season was even here. We got a nice little mock from one of the best in the business to do it, Daniel Jeremiah, and boy was it interesting. Both in the top ten and in the bottom ten. In the bottom ten, we have some fun names to get into in the senior role. Hankster, you're the one who sounded off the draft pod group chat with this first, and you had notes. What stood out to you in this?
1: Wow, um, a bunch of things stood out to me. Um, Beautiful. I mean, the order of the quarterbacks. I think that whenever you look at a mock draft, that is yes. always like yes. what's all about. Yes. One, Trevor Lawrence. Two, yeah. Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Three, Trey Lance. Uh, four, Justin Fields. And I don't think that Mac Jones or any of the others got into this first round mock. Um, So big news though, with Trey Lance in front of Justin Fields,
0: fourth pick to the Falcons and fields dropping seventh pick to the lions, which of course is the other big news since we last spoke is with Matthew Stafford being all but gone from Detroit. Now there's another team drafting ahead of the Broncos. That is, I mean, hard in the quarterback market um, and fields or Lance would be a nice little um, landing spot. So, yeah, let's start there. Had I mean, while we've still been mocking fields ahead of Lance, if you listen to the general vibe of the draft pod crew, this doesn't come as a total surprise.
2: The tools every from Lance- week we keep talking about how I mean two and a half months ago, you know, we're like, Oh, you know, like that 2015 range. And then it was like, Oh, you know, like that 12, 10 range. And then this, this dude's going to go top five. I yeah, mean, for sure. He's going to be a top five pick. The, the rise is crazy, mm-hmm. but I mean, you get it. You just, you see with the way the NFL offenses are trending, the mobile quarterback, the big arm, he has all of that. It's easy yeah. to make sense why people are falling in love with this guy, even if it is, you know, basically all, just based on raw hype at this point.
0: Totally. Especially when you look at the AFC championship, if that's the prototype, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, cool. Sign me up for Trey Lance, but that's not what stood out most to you in this Lance ahead of fields. Jake, what you pointed out in the chat was, well, the concerns we have expressed about fields, I think have some real legitimacy. here.
3: Definitely. I mean, we've talked about it at, Nauseum basically, when we talk about Fields, is that his processing is just it's not ideal for where you'd want to take a franchise guy in the top 10. If you're trying to get this guy to come in and play day one, I don't know if Fields is ready for that. Could probably make it work, but coming into a team with a new head coach, a complete new GM, just everything different in Detroit would be a rough situation for Fields to start off with. He has all the talent in the world, though. I want to make that clear. I mean, I feel like when I talk about Fields and I bring up his weaknesses, I get told, well, I'm just an Ohio State hater. But, I mean, it's true. The guy has legitimate concerns, Mm -hmm. but he's insanely talented. The raw
0: talent is as high up there as anyone in this class. So then Broncos pick. I think the other two things that really stand out is Penny Sewell dropping all the way to eight. Um, And not not even being the first offensive lineman taking – because Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern, interesting enough, DJ does have him listed as a left tackle. That's kind of the big question with the Northwestern product who opted out this past season is, will he he be able to stick at offensive tackle or does he have to be moved inside? Now that more believers uh, are out there that he can play tackle, Slater's getting a lot of mock love lately. Um, but boy, uh, ahead of Penny Sewell, that's crazy to me. Um, and what a then the situation trying to evaluate these guys. Yeah.
2: I mean, we, we both think these guys have a ton of, or, you know, we all think these guys have a ton of talent, but I mean, you're, you're basically trying to go off of 2019 game film. It's crazy, and then whatever these guys do in their underwear over the next couple of months. I mean, yep.
3: well, then juniors what a brutal like, spot do you're trying to, to go invest to senior in bowl. this.
2: Yeah, like, I just, I don't, how do you commit to one of these guys long-term? That's a really tough spot. I think yeah. the Broncos got to be thanking the heavens that at least, you know, knock on wood, Garrett Bowles has, seems to have figured out a lot right. of his struggles. Yeah, yeah. you're I, evaluating I,
0: off 1920 year old tape and you're drafting the guy, these guys at 21. It's crazy. It's nuts, man. It's unlike any other draft.
1: I mean, you're drafting Penny Sewell at 20. Like, like he will still be 20 It's six months away from 21 to me, like it's mind boggling that Mm -hmm. Penny Sewell isn't the first tackle off the board in this mock. Um, And I think that if he does, honestly, like if he slips this far, I would be down with the Broncos trading up to go get him. Like, I just think that that's the sort of value that you have to take advantage of. Are you
2: surprised at the wide receiver situation at all? Jamar Chase going three like we had in our mock last time?
3: It's tough, man. I mean, if we're a year ago at this point, sure, Chase in the top five doesn't really surprise me at all. But after seeing the season that Devontae had and how impactful Waddle was when he was healthy, it's just kind of crazy to me. I'm sure you could agree, Justin, being the Bama fan, but... I don't know. I mean, skipping on that speed of uh, waddle and then just the overall talent of Smith for a guy that didn't play a year is kind of crazy.
0: I mean, Chase to me represents what we were just talking about with the offensive lineman more than anyone. I, I don't know what Chase is without Burrow, without that insane offense. I mean, he is super raw. He is super raw. And I, if I was him now I'm not him, so I don't know what 40 I would run or how I actually measure. I I would stay away from a pro day. I'm not giving you anything. I'm saying you go off of that production. You go off of that tape. That's all you got.
3: He was because, the Blitnikoff Award winner when he was on the field.
0: Right. I mean, he's at his peak. That stock has nowhere to go but down. Um, and I, Justin, I'm more, more than anything, I'm pleased that Devontae Smith went to six in this mock that we're not already seeing the draft season nonsense of dropping this kid off. And I guess he's another kid who I've said before his draft stocks peaked. He's got this week in mobile to keep that momentum going forward. You know,
2: I was a little bit worried when I saw that Devonte Smith was going to participate in the senior bowl. And that was actually something that I kind of told you guys about. I was just like, I mean, what else do you do after that? Oh, season? But I mean, we've kind of talked about before he's a guy, same deal. his, his stock just keeps on rising. I mean, there was a point where not that long ago, diehard Alabama fans considered Dante or Smith as like the fourth or best fourth or fifth best wide receiver to come through the program. Now, you know, we're talking about him. Like he's the greatest wide receiver to ever play college football. (laughs) It's crazy. It's just crazy to see like how much he has changed that narrative in the last six months. But yeah, I mean, if he goes out and balls out against the best competition, him and Najee both, I mean, They already did it against an all SEC schedule. They already won the national championship. They both performed to the highest standard in the, in the championship game and in the title game. I mean, Mm -hmm. at this point it's, it's all kind of just gravy, but Hey, you might as well earn yourself a top 10 paycheck, right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: What you were saying, Andre, how he's his, uh, stock has kind of peaked at this point. I'd kind of disagree because according to this mock, it hasn't necessarily peaked. He's still being taken behind Chase. So if he has a a great week at the senior bowl, I mean, Mm -hmm. he's going to be torching some of these DBs. It's going to be embarrassing, the stuff that we're going to see him doing. He could definitely work up into the top five ahead of Chase.
0: Well, interesting. The top eight is nothing but quarterbacks, offensive tackles, wide receivers. So honestly, for for how we've projected this class, That makes sense. That's good value. Then the Broncos are the first pick where we go off the board. Surprising to see Caleb Farley first corner, Patrick Sertain immediately after, and then Gregory Russo first edge, Micah Parsons second um, with both dropping a 14 and 15. So, you know, the top defensive targets we've talked about for the Broncos, then J.O.K., going at 17 with Jalen Phillips, breaking up that party at 16. And Jeremiah simply says Farley, nice fit in Vic Fanjo's defense. Okay. I mean, yeah, he, I think is. he is he's yep.
1: fast. He's athletic. He's long. I think if, if you put him outside opposite of Michael Ojemudia, good things could happen like obviously both guys need to pan out but it it is a good fit and especially when you're in a division with uh the the chiefs and Tyreek Hill having somebody with that length and that speed I I think that he would be a good fit I still like Sertan in front of him but
2: I can't argue with the pick it's not bad that's not my Bama blinders right like Sertan is the better corner I think so
3: it's all potential based (sighs) with Farley at this point right yeah, That's I mean, I get it. it. I,
2: I have no beef with taking Farley here. I think with everything we've seen, he's flashed. But ah, it's just the same deal. It's like Devontae Smith or Najee Harris. At some point, you just had to believe what you saw on the football field. And what we saw from Sertain on the football field time and time again was excellence. Straight up excellence. Locked down that side of the field. He's a top 10 pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's some concerns with his raw tools with Sertain you know
2: what would your biggest concern be right now
0: like long speed
3: yeah that's Uh, fair i mean if he runs um, like under a four five no absolutely absolutely and that's Um, not even a really good time no i know uh
0: i'm just saying you know if like in the afc west you want this guy on an island against tyreek hill which is so unfair like Newsflash, no one's matching up against Tyree Kill. That's where you're going to have to. That's just a poor design for anyone. That's where the safety help needs to go. I'm sorry. There's no way around that. Um, But, you know, yeah, that's that's the concern is he's going to give up a a long bond from time to time. But as technically proficient and polished a a prospect as you'll ever find.
2: I mean, that is a concern, though, given that you have Mahomes, Herbert, and Eric Carr, all three of which throw a very nice deep ball and have those type of wide receivers. So I, I guess I could see that.
0: Yeah. And, and to me, the big, more than those two, the concern is this, does the Fanjo scheme need a lockdown outside corner, a top 10 corner? I've always argued no, but sorry, I cut you off there, Hank. Can't hurt. That's the thing is like, yeah. it, it can't I make it mind. worse. That's <laughs> yeah. a great point. That's a great point. That's <laughs> what we need to come back to is in the end, right? The, the game we're playing, especially in, with top 10 picks is matchup creators on offense, match, matchup erasers on defense so that that game plan becomes simplified going into a week and you don't have a million headaches like, well, we got a double Tyree kill and we got a double Kelsey and we got to watch out for the. Running gang, uh, you know, uh, running back catching and oh boy, you know, hands are full, anyways. Comforted to see Daresaw and Kadarius Tooney 1819 to round up the top 19. Really like, I mean, the top 19 is really cool because you have Waddle Pitts sandwiched in between Elijah Vera Tucker. It, it was really like speaking to us. It's nothing but edge rushers, offensive tackles, pass catchers, and quarterbacks. It's really, really got a nice feel to it. Makes then me we
2: smart, man. We've talked uh, about a lot of these guys.
0: Yeah. You know, you, you word vomit this stuff on a weekly basis far enough out. You're going to get some things correct. Justin. That's the beauty of this.
2: <laughs> That's a good um, point. I'm only going to bring up the hits. <laughs> <fuck> the misses.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> My man. Um, and then we get off the reservation a little bit with Jalen Mayfield, everyone's favorite um, right tackle out of Michigan. Jake's talked about how his stock was rising. I'm still remain unconvinced, but whatevs. Um, a lot of familiar names. Actually surprising. Travis said ETN is RB1 in this mock. Going to the Jets at pick 23. Tevin Jenkins, the guy who we have talked about. Um, right tackle out of Oklahoma State, 24th here. Um, so kind of showing how some tackles got. Uh, maybe reached on with Vera Tucker going top 15, saw going in the top 20, Slater going top five, and so on and so forth. Um, once again, showing that Penny Sewell might be worth a trade up because there's still going to be a bit of a run on offensive tackle. Um, Trevon Mo- Mooring, the safety out of TCU, one of the first. Uh, we've talked about the safety class, we don't talk, I, I always talk about the two TCU kids. Mooring, definitely the guy with the most hype. Uh you know, he's he's got the he's got the skills to kind of do it all. He's that solid safety for you. Surprised to see him in the top 25, but um whatevs. And then it really picks 29 through 32 are where we start to have some fun. Before we get to that,
3: anything else that
0: stood out to you guys?
2: I
1: got me
3: in
2: 19, man.
3: Yeah, that was a, a bit shock. I love Tony, but I mean, if we're going to talk him and Tutu Atwell in here, where's Rondell Moore? I mean, there's plenty of guys that fit the mold that could go in this area. Or um, Tillon Wallace. I'm all about mm-hmm. Tony. Uh, Tony. Tony? Yeah. Yep. Tony. Tony. Tony?
0: Yeah. Yep. Tony. Ever.
2: Tony. I, I think it's Tony. I think it's Tony, yeah.
0: Nick Saban's postgame interview saying simply we couldn't cover those two guys. How. Ha- made a massive impression on me. Um, So uh, I mean, they couldn't, they really couldn't. Yeah, that's crazy. I know.
1: And I'm I'm excited for the senior bowl too, with not just Tony out there, but Trayvon Grimes, I'm we'll we'll dig into all of that, but I think there might be something there too. I don't mind Tony at 19. I, it would take a good senior bowl. I will say that I want to see him beat corners. I want to see him Mm. get open, Mm -hmm. make some contested catches, those sorts of things. Um, But I think he's, shown enough on tape to warrant at least being first
3: yeah. well another thing we hit on too with this mock uh we kind of glossed over it, but pick 12 with the 49ers taking Kyle Pitts we've been saying another team yep. with yep. another tight end is going to possibly take this guy I mean who knows if Pitts is actually a true why nice. but he's kind of venturing into that positionless territory yep. you know and yep. if someone like Kyle Shanahan gets his hands on him then watch out and then Kittle, man, what do you do with the linebackers <laughs> Yeah, I you kittle, Pitts, yeah. Samuel, and then whoever's coming out of the backfield, good luck, man.
0: Just yeah. brutal. That sounds fun. Um, Matthew Stafford will enjoy that. Um, that that array of weapons. <laughs>
1: That'd be a fun through, spot sure. for Deshaun Watson. I'm not sure if there's any way yeah, that could happen.
0: Incredible. But I, that's the problem with the Niners. They're a bit in cap and trade capital. I don't want to say hell. They're in a tough spot. They don't have the wiggle room that some of these other contenders, um, including the Broncos.
2: Any chance Deshaun is have. the starting quarterback at Houston week one? That's not going to happen.
3: 5%. I bet and a
1: beer that that wouldn't happen last night.
3: Um,
2: at the I don't DBR know, man. Box. I think it's higher than we think. I just As of
0: last week, DraftKings had... Houston as minus 110 or plus 110. Um, so Houston was still the overwhelming favorite to be the place Deshaun Watson suited up for week one, according still to early
2: sports. I just don't know how Fair you early. move that contract. Like, if you're another team, how do you take all that on while also giving away all of your future assets?
0: Well, I mean,
2: <laughs> that's not a recipe for success, like. If you had literally everything else set up and you just need Deshaun to win this year, all right, mortgage the future, go full NBA mode on it. But
3: well, Deshaun kind of screwed himself taking that extension a year ago. At yeah, this he did. Point. He totally I mean, did. If he if he had any yeah. kind of reservations <laughs> yeah. about the franchise or any doubts about how things were run, why would you sign on the dotted line?
2: Well, and it's why I don't feel good. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't feel slightly bad for the dude at all. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Out, for sure. But...
3: No. I, I mean... don't know. I was
2: just kind of curious.
0: But. Justin, is it then a surprise that the the Jets are a, a favorite destination? Because guess what? The Jets are one of the few that could actually make something like this work. that the cap flexibility, all the draft capital, like it's a tricky situation, man. It's a really tricky situation. There are very few teams who, who actually have the goods to to swing for this, and you're right. like what what's your plan? Cause now congrats, you have the number one building block you want in your team. What else? No. <laughs> Time to get creative. Cause yeah, now we, the just, hard uh, starts, right. we just sold the farm <laughs> for every other, you know, uh resource to, to add here. So yes, two, two out. Well, surprising at 29. Um, while Tony is my guy, I would have gone Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, Tylen Wallace, uh, Monra St. Brown, uh, quite a few guys before Tutu Atwell. But um, it's interesting. Interesting pick for the Packers. Very Packers-y pick that we all just destroy. That would be really fun. Um, then Aaron Robinson at 30 to the Buffalo Bills, corner out of UCF, and that's where we start with guys who I'm intrigued by that we want to look at in the Senior Bowl. So Hankster, let's take a quick break, and we will hit that and the other standouts from the Senior Bowl and final notes from Daniel Jeremiah's mock on the other side of this one.
1: Pigskin fans, the moment you have been waiting for all season is right around the corner. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing Uh back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like, Mm -hmm. who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code DMVR to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code DMVR now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Have
2: a gambling problem? Call
1: 1-800-522-4700.
0: Henry and Justin, Just like
1: the did you point out
2: that I added that? I added the gambling hotline number at the end of the read because they forgot it. And nice. I knew, I knew you nice. got out of Good for that's you. That's being a team nice. player.
0: Good job. Wow. Behind the scenes, too. Um, ha- have you guys got your free money from this yet?
2: I haven't. No, yet. I haven't done it yet. I got to do it.
0: Okay. Tonight. Yeah, I want to know what you get. You let me know. Um, so far, I just know people have gotten $3, which, of course, that's going to be the common one, but I'm hoping one of you gets the up to $25,000. Um, yeah. Okay, Senior Bowl, and I think Daniel Jeremiah, he did the right thing. There, there were a couple wink-wink watch these guys at the Senior Bowl um, picks. And, yeah, Aaron Robinson, corner out of UCF, is one who's fun to talk about. He'll be in Mobile. Uh, he's a six-one corner, really stands out right off the bat when I put the tape on because uh, while he's got the size uh, – He's immediately following Houston's best wide receiver Marcus Stevenson, who's also going to be in Mobile, a little speedster, and he's he's covering in the slot, he's covering outside. So you know that kind of flexibility, that kind of mobility, that'll get you noticed. Aaron Robinson, definitely a guy we'll want to watch in Mobile as he's going against the Tonys, the uh, you know Travon Grimes, the Devonte Smiths of the world, and then Hank um, to close out the mock we had. The Washington defensive tackle whose name, of course, I will struggle on. Levi on Wuzurike.
1: My man, that it. is yeah, good I, Yeah, stuff. I know the man's name.
0: That, that is I, good I stuff. Do. <laughs> an an <laughs> yeah, opt-out.
1: Yeah. He was an opt-out. And maybe one of the more surprising Eh, Mm -hmm. opt-outs, that's not fair. That's not fair. He is very talented. Um, I think like six tackles for loss, only two sacks, but he's a defensive tackle. But again, just like a good interior rusher, and those guys are incredibly valuable. In in theory, he's your Chris Jones type, Um, Mm -hmm. and that's going to get people fired up.
0: I love his prospect type very Draymond Jones esque Mm -hmm. kind of a linear defensive tackle. You block him one-on-one. It's going to be trouble. He's going to win and get to the quarterback often pretty strong. You know, he's got a promising kind of wider base shoulders, uh, hips, uh, but needs to fill out again. uh, We're going off a sophomore tape, so Mm -hmm. it's going to take a minute, but, uh, you know, we'll see. He's got, He's one of the guys that's really kind of putting all the chips at the center of the table here in mobile. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he's playing a, luxury, next to man. Yeah, yeah truly.
1: <laughs> he's playing next to Oso digizua too, uh, from UCLA, another defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. That's another one of these just good inside pass rushers, so strong. I think I he might be like 275 pounds or something like that. Just mm-hmm. like a pure speed type of rusher from the inside. And uh, both of these two guys, I'm really excited to see what they look like against non PAC 12 competition.
2: They've been able to just like throw a dart at the board and whoever the chief's at, it's not going to matter because yeah,
1: they don't them.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> what'd you ask Dre?
0: Um. Was Osa also a holdout, the UCLA No, no. He he put
1: up really big numbers this year. Um, Not against the Buffs. Not week one. He had like a slow start, and so I kind of was out on him. But the rest of the year, he was incredible.
0: Well, since we've started off with defense, let's stick to that theme. Other guys on the defensive side of the ball um, that we're looking at this week that have your attention peaked. Jake, I know you've got a... You've got another corner that's uh, caught your eye.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, he's a Michigan kid. So, Ambry Thomas, he was an opt-out also. Um, His tape's kind of up and down, but he shows the movement skills. He's got the ability to mirror and play Mm -hmm. man-to-man. And just playing that Don Brown defense, you know, it's he's been handling, you know, all the shifts and all the motions and passing guys on. So, he's a guy that, I mean, you just want to see really how he looks at Mobile. I mean, a year off. Um, after the up-and-down 2019 season, uh, hoping he got a bit stronger as well because he was getting bullied around. There's a few DBs. I mean, Cameron Bynum from California is another guy that um, he's been getting some buzz. Um, And then on the other team, uh, the American team, a couple SEC guys that Hank and I were talking about, haven't really heard much about, but there's two Georgia guys, um, Mark Webb and DJ Daniel. Uh, we were focusing on Tyson Campbell and Stokes so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys got into the senior bowl. So interested to see what they do.
1: Yeah. And another corner I'll throw out there. Um, Fayatu Melifonwu uh, from oh, yeah. Syracuse, like mm-hmm. 6'3", 210, just a big guy out there. Um, uh, very similar to Aaron Robinson, I think, in, in a lot of ways, at least in terms of a prospect, kind of curious what he's going to look like going up against, you know, the the guys that you go up against. Kadarius Tony. Um, It's going to be a test, but if he plays well, I'd be pretty excited about him.
3: Is he the brother of the uh, uh, other Mellifant? He is? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, they're certainly
0: related. Keith Taylor, uh, Washington corner. That dude's massive as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Washington, man. They had so many opt-outs. Washington and Oregon, crazy amount of opt-outs. Speaking of Oregon, Thomas Graham, yet another corner. Again, the Broncos, Top 10 pick on a corner, Caleb Farley, Patrick Sertain. We will have those conversations. But Mobile is going to be one of those weeks where we get to see the depth. We've talked about the depth in this class. I don't know, man. I think there's enough, enough depth to go around for all here. I'm just, just saying. Um, Justin, defensively, or if you want to start us on the offensive side, anyone you are intrigued to check out this week.
2: Yeah, I, I defensively, I'm really intrigued by Chaz Sherratt on on North Carolina. Dude, he's just yes. a guy who I want to see, yes. you know, match up against other elite talent. I think he has yeah. all the athleticism in the world. You know, yeah. he's obviously a u- unique situation given that he started on offense, moved over to defense halfway through his career. Mm-hmm. But man, I mean, the raw skill it's there, and he's a yes. guy that I think you're going to be able to get you know, maybe a little bit later. And I just think there's a lot of value there. So I'm, I'm pretty intrigued to see how he holds up. You guys covered a lot of the guys that I'm intrigued by, uh, Darren hall, actually a cornerback or defensive back slash kind of safety at of San Diego state. Mm, He's another guy. I'd like to see kind of how he hangs with some of this other competition. Yeah. I actually thought he was like the second or third best DB on their team. So, you know, he's not necessarily a dude that's going to get a ton of buzz, but you never know. I mean, San Diego State, they always just seem to produce defensive backs kinda of out of nowhere. So I'm I'm intrigued there. But definitely offense, man. All these Bama guys oh, I'm stoked no. to see, you know, what Najee does, what Devontae Harris does. I mean, it's a big deal for Alex Leatherwood. This is this as a Bama guy, this is about as good as it gets.
0: It's true. It is a big deal for Leatherwood especially, I like that you mentioned you went linebacker on us there. Surrats really got me intrigued. I think about the you know the two-way stuff in some of the conversations we've had with McChesney, Hank, and you know he's talked about Sam Noyer recently, the CU quarterback who recruited as a quarterback. He converts to safety. then back at quarterback the kind of benefits to playing both ways that that's had for him. Sorat's really got my attention, but you know Monty Rice is in this game, um, the Georgia backer who, if I can see him perform well in one on ones and coverage, especially, that'll put a lot of my um, you know concerns at ease with him. And Jabril Cox, LSU, uh, lots of hype. This is the kind of environment where he, he can really um, show out for sure. And uh, we talked Leatherwood. As always, there is great competition at the senior bowl for those offensive tackles. Your, Quincy Roche is going to be here. Carlos Basham's going to be there um, from Wake Forest. Basham, you know, really looks the part. Um, I like Roche, man.
2: We don't have to spend a ton of time talking about him, but that's a guy I think that's going to go later than he should and end up being a value pick.
1: Yeah, I, I like him. There's so much talent there though, him. like Hamilcar Rashad, uh, yes, Chaka yes. Tony. Yes. Both those guys are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, just to add to the Chaz Surratt thing, like he played quarterback, and you can tell when he's out there. Like, totally, like there are things, just like the way
2: he sees the field. Definitely, one
1: hundred percent. Like it, it's just so. Like things like reading the quarterbacks, like almost reading the, the at the same time as the quarterback. I'm excited to see what he does. And Jabril Cox from LSU and also NDSU. Right. He's yeah. he's really good. And again, like he was really good this year, but nobody else on LSU was, and so nobody really paid attention. <laughs> right. I, I think there's a good chance that he's the best of the
0: group. Yeah, and on the edge side, even Taryn Jackson from Coastal, a Couple Notre Dame kids, God, and Patrick Jones from Pitt. We love yeah. some of that pit defenders um anyone else you got on the defensive side jake before we move on to offense
3: i'll throw another linebacker in there uh, patty fisher from northwestern Dude. he's been a four-year player for them and yeah. you know he, northwestern was really good this year uh, took it to ohio state in that uh, big 10 championship game uh same thing right. uh, that you were talking about with rice though i mean how does he hang with these backs in space mm-hmm. um how does he cover that's really what i'm looking for with him but uh good showing and he could be a I don't know, top two, three round guy.
0: Uh, Fisher's been in like draft circles and conversations for, I swear, two years now. Yeah. Yeah. Same Um, thing
1: with Chaz Surratt, it feels like. I guess ever since I started, but yeah.
0: Sage Surratt too, who is also going to be there, but he's a wide receiver. Um, We talked about the competition these offensive tackles will face. We've only mentioned Leatherwood. I think if I were to rank... The two prospects with the most standing to gain in this game, it would be the two small school offensive tackles, the raw but insanely talented offensive tackles, Northern Iowa Spencer Brown and NDSU uh, Dylan Radunes. Dunes.
2: I'm not 100% sure on that pronunciation. Radins, Radin.
0: There you go. That sounds like how they say it in North Dakota. And Justin, you were saying watching Trey Lance film, that left tackle of theirs would distract you. You had to rewind and rewatch the quarterback. That'll happen when you've got multiple prospects in one cut up. Um, He's impressive, though. He looks the part. He's got all the tools. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, it's one of those things you're always going to worry about the the level of competition that he's going up against the type of edge rusher guys, you know, he's just not facing Mm -hmm. the same speed, size, strength consistently. Well, here's your shot. You you know, you're going against some of the biggest, baddest dudes. I think, you know, I, I totally agree. He's a guy who I could see, you know, shooting himself up into that like top 20 conversation. If he balls out this week, I mean, you just never know. There's somebody, whether it's him or the dude out of Northern Iowa, There's somebody that's going to play themselves into like the top 15 this week. And I think offensive tackle is probably the best chance for somebody to do it. If not, maybe the defensive side of the ball, but I I still think it's offensive tackle. Yeah,
0: that's an interesting conversation to have Is other guys who are in that conversation of most to gain. But like if Vera Tucker's Elijah Vera Tucker, the left tackle out of USC is being mocked. 13th overall it's not insane that from now until late april when the draft occurs dylan radunes has stolen the show and is exactly. now being you know like um so yeah uh I, i'm with you on that 100 percent. what else on on offense are we le- oh here's the other thing staying on offensive tackles have we gotten way too low on alex leatherwood like now we're mocking Elijah Vera Tucker and Rashawn Slater in the top five and top 15, and there saw top 20, and he's not even making the first round on most mocks. Like, have we gone way off here? Am I am I crazy? Have I just not watched the the bad leatherwood tape enough? What what's going on here? Put put me straight. It feels
2: like a lot of people are are looking at these Bama prospects and kind of just picking you know you're just trying to find something that you don't like because they won and there's so much talent around them and you know that's always the thing oh you know like were they really that good or was it you know the product of getting to play next mm -hmm. to four five-star caliber linemen and you know the best one of the best quarterbacks and all the receivers and all that i've watched leatherwood for a long time i watched him go against some of the best talent in the country yeah handled it consistently i don't know what else you got to see from this dude to trust him
0: No, and like Ojulari's top 20 in this Jeremiah mock. Put the Georgia tape on. Yeah.
2: He
0: he handled them no problem. No
3: problem. Uh, So I don't know. I I have seen some talk about whether Leatherwood is actually a tackle, though. So I don't know if that's actually playing into the, I guess, kind of disrespect, frankly.
0: Right. And the beauty is we start to get measurements early morning tomorrow. So that's already going to give us a lot of answers on Leatherwood. Because as we know, anyone that needs a quick reminder at home, 34-inch arms is what we're looking for. That is our Mendoza line. That is our batting 300 here. You got 34 or more, sign me up. For an interior lineman, 33 is great. But for an offensive tackle, we want 34 or more. Anything under that, (laughs) trouble. Anything over that? sign me up we're gonna you know we're gonna be falling over ourselves to draft those guys offense though offense there is an abundance we got my uh, mac jones uh kyle trask that'll be fun deontay brown the other trask big is out Ooh,
3: kellen mondo in
0: yeah kellen yeah, so we, we
3: should be getting another quarterback if things are working how they usually work in mobile but well, that's usually- crazy yeah, I mean, who knows what's actually going to happen oh. there, but he was just announced out today with an ankle, I guess. I think that's the same injury that we were worrying about in the uh, bowl game, if I'm not mistaken. So. Oh, Jamie Sorry Newman, off,
0: people are excited. No, you that was the right time to cut me off. Jamie Newman, quarterback, would have been Georgia, wasn't Wake Forest. He's also in here. That'll be fun. Um,
1: A potential yeah. Broncos target, I think. You know, sure. if the plan does wind up being stay the course with Drew Locke, I still think mid rounds, they're going to take somebody just because you need more options. And, and it very easily be could be Jamie Newman, could be Kellen Mond, and it could be any of these guys.
0: I wonder if Sam Ellinger could be the Trask replacement. Uh, also, worth mentioning, Jacoby Stevens, ba- uh, just circling back to the defensive side. There are some intriguing safeties here. Um, Nasser Dean out of Florida state is a guy who kind of dropped off a little, uh, joined the club much like Marvin Williams, much like any Florida state prospect the last two or three years, the hype is high. And then we just knock him down because the Seminoles have just been pitiful. It's a disaster over in Tallahassee and these prospects are suffering from it, but he's an intriguing safety prospect as is Jacoby Stevens out of LSU. Who's getting a lot more hype lately. Um, Intriguing, especially coming downhill. And Richie Grant out of UCF, another part of that UCF secondary, who uh, flashes pro talent as well. Um, final notes for guys you're looking for: guys who stand to win a lot, stand to lose a lot this week, fellas.
2: Oh, Dwayne Eskridge of Western Michigan, man, yes. that's a dude that can fly. Mm-hmm. Guy, he's easily gonna run a sub, you know, four four. Um, Look, same. It's whenever you're a receiver coming from a small school, you know what the deal is. You know, it's the same yeah. deal with the offensive tackle. You're not playing the same type of corners. It's the Mac, you know, it's whatever. That's a dude that's going to get open no matter where he ends up. I think he's a deceptively better route runner than he gets credit for. It's not necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, like he's not the best route runner I've ever seen or anything like that. Sure. But he's a guy who I could really see, you know, helping his draft stock, especially in a really talented receiver pool.
3: He's built like a tank too. Mm-hmm. I Lots love Lots of guys at guys. receiver, though. Um, another opt out from Michigan, uh, Nico Collins. You put on that tape of the uh, Citrus Bowl between Alabama last year. Yep. He was actually given certain problems, man. Yep. So this is huge for him. Uh, there's just, I mean, I don't want to list all these guys at receiver, but my God, this is just completely stacked.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Tillon Wallace, Frank Darby's the next in line at ASU. You've mentioned him from time to time, Hank. Um, yep. And I mean, Devontae Smith, what a get for this. I mean, just mm-hmm. massive to have. Arguably the greatest wide receiver in college football history. Um, and as Justin's pointed out time and time again, absolutely correctly, a man who has zero need, like negative need to be immobile for this. Same thing could be said about Najee Harris. I'm a big fan of Demetric Felton, the UCLA All scat back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we are needy for running backs. At least that is the feeling here. So uh, we'll be watching all of those guys. The running backs are really going to have to flash in the pass-catching drills and in the game. What a roster. They got Felton,
2: Harris, Khalil Herbert all on the same side. Damn. How about it? And Ramondae Stevenson,
1: too. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I was going through somebody who I had never heard of before today, but I was just reading the ESPN preview and Mel Kiper.
0: Oklahoma running back.
1: Yeah. Oh, what did I say?
0: No, no, you're, you're oh, correct. I'm not, you didn't know about him until earlier today. I yeah. assume a lot of our listeners are in the same boat, so we're just giving him more info. But no, please, uh, what did Kuiper have to say about him?
1: He's incredible. I mean, he, when I watch him immediately, I just think of C.J. Anderson, just like this big bowling ball with quick feet. I, I, think, he, I think they list him at like 245 or something like that. And again he he can catch the ball he he's such a good receiver he can block and he can run guys i'm really really excited about him
3: michael carter's there too man (laughs) kylan hill yeah yeah
0: kylan hill i mean that's another great cat yeah it's it's a fun roster once you get to the offensive stuff i'll be bummed out some of these they'll be dropping a bit like flies the the next couple days it'll be okay though um we have the senior, but we'll have some fresh tape. We'll have some great matchups to watch. So I am extremely grateful for that. And our Andrew Mason will be in mobile, giving you all the scoops from there as well. So also um,
1: can I say one more? Please. Shy Smith. Yeah. What a monster. The, the jump balls, the all these receivers too. Trayvon Grimes, I think he might be really good, especially like he, Yeah. I think Trask might. You know, Trayvon Grimes, most certain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Trayvon Grimes, most certain for a big touchdown in that last uh, Florida game. So you know, yeah. um, he's got he's got the talent. Yeah, no, it's a it's a fun one. Hank, quick breakarowski questions to be answered, and then you know we'll we'll be back we'll be back for some more good uh good draft stuff here very soon.
1: We want to give a quick shout out to our good friends over at Hassel Cattle Company. Um, they have great blue collar Wagyu beef. They call it blue collar because it's affordable for anybody. Um, they have all sorts of different kinds to eat it, um, different ways to eat it, I guess. Uh, the smoked sausage, the New York Strip, the beef bacon, the Wagyu Frank, um, different sorts of jerky. They have a really good hamburger that's won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. So much good stuff. It's all just the very
0: it's to die thing. for. It has ruined yes. me for all other me. It is insane. We got a box. We've had to place another order. You know, we got to stock up because now I am I'm ruined. I'm ruined for life because that's the only kind of beef I can tolerate. And my two year olds can tolerate. So it's really it's really a problem now. Yeah. Well, there
1: you go. If That's not enough. To convince you that I don't know what, would be. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: um, the most sincere endorsement you'll hear all day, like truly.
1: <laughs> um, also, if you use the code dmbr 10 you can get 10% off your order. Um, pew, pew, that's pew. from hasslecattlecompany.com. <laughs> H-A-S-S-E-L-L-CattleCompany.com. Um, support them because they support us and it's really good meat.
0: Get that meat beautiful. <laughs> Hell yes. Um you can tell it's a late night edition of the pod and I love it. Mark IT <laughs> Mark IT snatch asks um hey guys during the Brett Favre era in Green Bay the Packers made a point to draft a quarterback every couple of years to develop as a potential head. Yes, this is the great GM Ron Wolf. This is a strategy that many GMs uh have kind of followed. The late grade Ted Thompson, who just passed last week um, and was the architect of that one Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl win. John Elway has followed this. I mean, whether it was Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, Johns, you know, as he said, what? He's not done missing, you know, or shaking trees like he he likes to play the odds. He He aspires to this as well. So Mark asks, is this a philosophy you guys buy into? I certainly do. And B, can you see George Payton doing this? And C, would this be a year to draft a potential hedge rather than going for an immediate starter? So we've kind of talked about this before, mm-hmm. um, but a little refresher. Your, your uh, first off, this philosophy in general. Do you like it? Um, we've seen this work out for some teams. You know, the Patriots being able to trade Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo. And then, of course, also being left with no options at quarterback. Um, so be careful how you use those assets. Um, but in general, uh, your thoughts here. I
2: mean, a Boy it. Scouts always prepared, right? Like you don't want to go out to the mountains and realize that you should have brought that jacket. Yeah, sometimes you got to carry Astute. it around and you didn't really need it. Sometimes it was a little bit excessive. But when you need it, man, that's when you have one. And it's, it's good to get those quarterbacks for those rainy days.
0: And we've talked about how this exact analogy you just used occurred to George Payton. He, uh, he had his starter at quarterback go down in Teddy Bridgewater. He uses a first round pick to trade for Sam Bradford, who at the time was going to be the starter in Philadelphia, but they just drafted Carson Wentz second overall trading up to do so. And then Sam Bradford goes down. Well, luckily he had a veteran backup in case Keenum took that all the way to the NFC championship um so you know there you go there's another do you think George Payton aspires to this I think absolutely and I think this is already um kind of a philosophy that's in the building with the Broncos front office
3: there's like five teams in the NFL that can get away with like not abiding by this policy really so I mean if you don't yeah, have a top point. five guy at quarterback why not just I mean doesn't have to be a premium pick each year I mean you saw LA take uh Dicer and Simeon so those were late round guys I mean granted Dysert didn't do anything but still just taking shots just to try and beef up that room.
1: Yeah. And you even see teams that do have good quarterbacks, like, like the saints, although like obviously Drew Brees is old, not only do they draft quarterbacks, they went out and got Jameis Winston on top of having, uh, the other guy who runs around. The, Taysom. Yeah. Taysom. I'm, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting a little fed up with Taysom if I'm being real honest, but that's yeah, for another, with another you. day. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's just something you have to have is a second quarterback. And I I have said before, and, and my stance has changed a little bit, but a couple months ago, I was firmly in the camp that I wanted them to run it back with Drew, grab somebody in the mid-rounds, and that way if things don't work out, you have an in-house option, and you can go draft a guy, sign a guy, trade for a guy, or whatever, but you at least don't just have your hands totally tied. At this point, I am a little more tempted to take a shot on somebody with maybe a little bit higher ceiling or... Just somebody earlier in the draft, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean,
2: trading for Stafford. It's
0: about how At it all. falls.
1: Like, if,
2: if all it takes is if if all it takes is second two second round. rounds or whatever, or a lock in a second round, is that something you would do? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: It 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 sure <clears> doesn't <throat> excite me though. You know, that's like the level there's so many different ways you can try to find a new quarterback. That might be the one that's least exciting. If you want to go after like a Deshaun Watson or like one of those types of guys, I get fired up. If you want to go get a first round rookie, that'll get me fired up. If you want to take a guy in the second round, they'll get me fired up. Trading second rounds for Matt Stafford, probably a good decision. Doesn't get me fired up.
0: Boy, it'd I mean, be nice to uh, have
2: not been drafted. We know that as far as Denver goes. So s- yeah.
0: someone who can throw for 4,500 yards would be really nice to those, uh, you know, younger of uh, receivers, getting him while getting Juwan James back would be really nice. And Von Miller and Jarrell Casey, you know, and then then I would really strongly advocate for trying to trade down at nine, add a few more assets that way. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Henry put it well. It's it's not the sexy or exciting pick, but it's not bad either. Um, it, I could talk myself into some really competent Broncos football for five years. That'd
2: be fun. I'd take Jake Plummer right now. That's all I'm saying. There was a lot of Plummer slander over the years, and Plummer won a lot of football games. Give me that type of quarterback right now, and they win. So,
3: Yeah. Yep. Not wrong.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Matt Stafford um,
1: hasn't won. But –
2: Again, Detroit, it's the, Lions. the city Who of would. Detroit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still hasn't yeah. done it, though. Um, they, they were pretty darn good one year. And then, of course, in the playoffs, they were <laughs> yeah. the Lions. But still, they've never um, No, <laughs> Count Locula says everyone was singing the praises of the chefs for snatching CH at draft time. I would argue, however, that there are nearly 25 players taken in round two of the 2020 draft. That would have served the mustard and ketchup boys better both this season and for the future. Am I wrong? I was kind of thinking about this yesterday. Um, yeah. Doesn't look like a super great pick right now. Um, and especially not tracking a guy like LaVisca hmm Well,
2: that there was so hurts. many questions about his health though. Like I know, I mean, That's we, true. we knew that Visca had a chance to be something special. Because we got to watch it up close and personal. Yeah. But I I completely understand why an NFL GM was like, "Ah, I don't know if I want to risk a first rounder on this guy.
0: Absolutely. Looking at this. Go ahead, Hank.
1: At the same time, like if Clyde Edwards-Alaire is the starting running back on your Super Bowl champion team, you don't say, oh, wow, I wish we would have done something different. Yeah, you say, this
0: ring. Wouldn't you rather Cam Akers? Like Daryl Williams is looking just fine. Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, yeah. Jonathan, oh, JK,
1: JK yeah. Donald. Like I certainly think that there yeah, were better values one, at the position, other positions, but everything they've no, done right, has worked. Right. And who knows? Maybe Cam Akers drops come the ball on. at some point and things change.
0: The count wants a little chief slander. Give him some chief slander. Jesus, it's, the I'm dude here for that time to slander the Chiefs. <laughs> the, the dude abides, Hank. Uh, the one that <laughs> really hurts, though, that really hurts, and it hurts a lot of teams is Antoine Winfield Jr. Mm-hmm. I was wondering
3: where Jeremy you're going to
0: go. I mean, yeah.
3: Jeremy with, too.
0: as much as they deploy three safety looks, I mean, thank goodness they didn't take Antoine Winfield guys <laughs> because that'd be trouble. Um, so count. Yeah. I, I think that's looking like a bit of a luxury pick and they could, as we always say, they could have waited till round three or four got a running back that would have been just fine for them um but also 25 better prospects in round two looking at round two i think we're exaggerating a little i'll I'll just say that orange and blue aussie he's got a draft day scenario for us uh draft day scenario number one trades included as no team doesn't explore trade options one Jacksonville, trevor lawrence quarterback clemson There's more chance that Darth Vader is on the good side of the force than any other option here. Okay. New York Jets, too. As a Bronco fan, I would love a non-quarterback pick here, but my mind says no freaking way. Wilson or Fields here, just a question of which. Let's say Fields this time. Okay. Number three, Miami. Going with the concept that they don't get Watson, they trade down to number seven with Detroit, who takes Micah Parsons. They don't get Watson, but they trade down regardless with Detroit. Well, who's Detroit take? I I assume Wilson. I assume Wilson. Um, Probably. Atlanta. They really need cornerback, linebacker, edge. Nothing fits here. They call the Broncos offer the number four pick for number nine. Next year's first and this year's third rounder. Uh, Do you accept the trade? And if you do, which quarterback do you take? Wilson or Lance? (laughs) Or do you go another spot at four? But Orange and Blue Aussie, who did Detroit trade? Okay, they they traded up to get Micah Parsons. Okay, fine. Okay. I'll, I'll entertain this go. scenario. That's fine, I suppose. Wilson or Lance, or do you go another? Okay, so, so wait,
2: who went one, two, three in this scenario?
0: Lawrence, Fields, Micah Parsons. Lawrence, Fields, Micah Parsons. And
2: Denver trades to four in this yes. scenario yeah. by giving up their nine, their third round this year. And they're 2022 20, first, first rounder,
0: which pretty good deal mm-hmm. for Wilson still for Wilson yeah. still available. Yeah, like pull the holy, holy cow. <laughs> um, so that's our thoughts. Orange and blue for Wilson. Holy cow. We don't even think about it for Lance. Do we give up this much? And same question for fields, even though that's not part of the scenario. The price it actually is it
3: that of them, bad. Honestly. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'd love Lance, so I'd be down.
0: Yeah, yeah move up five spots for one first rounder and a third really isn't bad.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think you got to do it. I am at a low point with Lance. I feel like with him, I just keep going through these cycles where I talk myself into it and I talk uh, myself out of it. And That's how
2: I felt about Herbert though. And Josh. Allen. That's why I'm like, Oh <laughs> yeah. God, this dude's going to be a superstar. Yeah. Watch. Yes. Yes.
1: I know. But at the same time, like um, when I talk myself out of it, it's because I watch him play San Diego or not San Diego state, South Dakota state, big difference. Hell yeah. And uh, it's all just him running the ball inside, picking up most of the yards after he runs over somebody who's 160 pounds. And it's like, that's not going to happen. The man's barely bigger than Aaron right. Rodgers. Like, so like you, you just can't
0: move that. on. It does it, that, <sighs> like, The fact that he's doing things that don't translate, it, it means not like you at school also took math. You're not using that math in your work now. Actually, math is a bad example because you do plenty of betting content or fantasy or stats draft stuff and you do use math. So pay attention to math class, kids. Um, History History, there you go You don't apply history, Hank But you still, you know, you did it What what were we going to not hire you Because we were like, oh no, this guy (laughs) This guy studied history like a loser It's not going to translate Oh, we say Okay, that doesn't translate, but then he do things that did translate. So that let's yeah. just focus on I the really pulled that bad.
2: metaphor out of his ass, but he tied it <laughs> wow. together that was pretty nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh thanks,
0: guys. Thanks. I I'll, really I'll appreciate
2: I'll end it. with this though.
1: Just when he played yes. the number two team in the country, he was six of ten for seventy-two yards. When he played the number three team, he was seven of fourteen for sixty-two yards.
3: Reason for skepticism. I love it. I just, no, I'm right right These are now things is gotta bring up be
1: a little trigger shy.
3: Allen had some pretty brutal-looking box scores too, man.
0: I mean, at least he, he was has better receivers. Horrendous.
1: State. Like San Jose State would have whipped any team on this schedule.
0: Mm, uh, North uh, Dakota. What's uh, the what North Dakota State's record against uh, Division One teams? Oh, well, were- they
2: haven't lost since like 2012.
0: Okay, so see. It's, let, it's,
2: yeah, it's literally so drastic that D1 teams won't play them anymore. Let's like not
0: slander. Let's not start saying San Jose State would blow these guys out. I I'm said, I said, so I sure. said I've been
2: in attendance while North State. Dakota State, North beat State beat CSU. I've I've seen it happen he's,
0: 2012. He's, he's lived it, Henry. I've he's lived, that lived it.
1: He's I'm not <laughs> slandering North Dakota State. North Dakota State beats San Jose State every time. But these teams on the schedule: Illinois State, Northern Iowa, UC Davis. I, I'm assuming DEL is Delaware. Like, th- come on. <laughs> hey,
3: Trey Lance doesn't make the schedule though, Hank. It's true. true. He does but,
1: it. I'm,
0: Henry. What does he do?
1: He runs around <laughs> and little white guys. Like, it's Henry I- has
0: the spiciest FCS takes. He covered the FCS at high levels. He will not accept people just blindly wasting top five picks on FCS talents without at least having these conversations. And I got to say I'm here for
2: it. It just cracks me up. Cause Henry's like the total, nobody respects the Pac-12. I know. Yeah.
0: Oh, I It's beautiful.
1: I know FCS football and I know no, if, if you he guys are FCS. impressed by what, uh, Trey Lance did to Northern Iowa, 10 of 18, 145 yards, three touchdowns. Very good day. You should have seen what my boy Dalton Sneed did. And that guy barely got a shot in the CFL.
0: Shout out to Dalton Sneed. Uh, Orange and Blue Aussie finishes it off. He says, I love mocks with trades. As we all know, it's going. Um, it's not going just by draft order. Just as hard to know where they come. I think you would have a blast doing a pod where each of you were assigned to teams 1, 5, 9, 13, and 17 and next to 2, 6, 10, 14, and 18, and so on, and you could offer trades to each other, would make for a ripper of a mock draft. Yeah, um, we can do that. I, I enjoy the trades. I think we can get a little too crazy on the trades and mocks uh, because in, in RL, as the kids say, uh, they don't always occur. They're, they're hard to make happen. Um, well, you know, last year,
3: like- we thought last year we were going to have a ton of movement and no one traded until the Niners traded up in front of the Broncos at 14. I know so
0: late. Mm-hmm. happened the in the books, NBA man.
3: draft happened in the NHL draft. It's all we
0: always get ourselves hyped up. It's going to be trade, trade, trade. It's going to be crazy. And then nothing happens.
1: I um, will say, though, that whoever gets 159 any given week better be getting the Broncos Trevor Lawrence. Somehow you have that power. <laughs> I'm starting a petition to get you off the show. If you don't take advantage of it.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Finally, asking for a friend says, is this a draft film junkie dream because of the possibility that combine numbers won't affect what is seen on film? It kind of is a uh, hipster draft pods dream. I'd been thinking about that. I mean, more than ever, we're going off the tape more than ever. Hank and Justin, who I assume will have access to the local pro days, um, you know, maybe Jake out there in Utah, you can access a few. We'll see what the situation is. That it's gonna be a little more grassroots stuff. Um, and so yeah, in some ways, I I do think that'll you know, just the film grinders are gonna be in heaven, and uh you won't be able to do as many hot takes because this, you know, like Lageria Sneed, he stands out. Because you're looking at the same DB Combine page over and over, and he's one of three guys who ran a, four, a sub four four. But if Legarius Sneed is just one of a hundred different pro day results on there, he stands out way less. So it's also going to be more of an exercise for us to dig deep and find these gems, and for these for these front offenses. To really dig deep and find these gems, and for these, man, dude, the life of a scout has always been rough. I wouldn't want to do all that pro day bullshit on a year like this, man. Um, hope people I hope like they have that some
2: Pepto Bismol and you know some caffeine because it's gonna be a lot of late nights, <laughs> holy and cow, man! Crappy diets for these dudes, but and hey, you- that's draft
0: season. And you, you guys have been at those pro days. You know, you uh, you get caught in a conversation, or your your boo sends you a text, and now you you miss what that guy's wingspan is. Um, and now you're spending the next forty minutes of that pro. Hey, did you get the wingspan on that did left you... guard? Like, hey, did you did you catch the wingspan? How many reps the... did he get on yeah, it? Like, oh my god. So I mean, you you got to be dialed. It's uh, it's that scout life for sure. Thank you for the questions. Thank you, fellas, for doing this uh, so that we could preview the Senior Bowl before it all gets kicked off. Subscribe to dmbr.com to follow Andrew Mason and all the great stuff he'll be doing, all the great stuff we've got in the works for you. Um, And, yeah, we will be back to recap the Senior Bowl before you know it and have other draft content for you. Until then, stay safe and uh, best of luck.